I want to go on record and say that I fully believe in um, aliens and Bigfoot. Okay. <laughs> but do you believe the Earth is flat or round? No, but uh, there was a question in my head of like, wait, we really can see Seattle. <laughs> okay. Do I have to? Is this how we're going to start? Really? Jillian Pensavale. Patrick Hines. Patrick I like it. Well, yeah. Has a, a roundness to it that it, I really am drawn to. <laughs> You guys, before we get to the episode, don't forget, come see us live June 29th. Jillian, our Pride show, is it just for gays? No. It's are people still saying this? I don't know. The earth is round and everyone's welcome. <laughs> the gays are only marginally welcome. I want the straights. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, June 29th, New York City, the day of the show, I'm doing four tours in the village. All around the village, we're going to show you all the cool old New York City stuff, the gay stuff, the TV movie stuff. We're going to get quality time during the morning of the Pride show. We're just going to like hang out and be with each other. And it's Pride weekend and it's World Pride in New York so people are going to be out and about in that area of New York City it's going to be amazing yeah you're going to see things that are not planned on your tour it's going to be a morning and then an evening you're never going to forget if I have to streak naked through the streets I'm going to ensure of that well there only can be so many of you down on Waverly (laughs) streaking on Pride Weekend (laughs) you guys also check out our Patreon if you want more of Jillian and me and our shenanigans, we have like 81 full bonus episodes on our Patreon That's page. ridiculous. At the $5 level. You get them all immediately. It's The Staircase, The Jinx, Making a Murderer, Lorena. Uh-huh. Did I miss anything? Season 1 of Serial. Season 1 of Serial. Madonna's Truth or Dare. <laughs> it, the list is endless. It just goes on and on. And then like fun story time where we just like felt like talking. I, right. And, and like hanging out and telling like how we became friends. We it, just threw that up there too. People ask that all the time. You guys, we told it on the Patreon. Yeah, and then some people in the comments will be like, oh, you must be new here. It's on the Patreon. Right. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Oh my you guys be nice to each be other. Nice, everyone. Uh, lastly, you guys, remember we had that contest to win the garbage bill. All you had to do was leave us a five star review on yeah. iTunes. We are pulling the name at the end of this episode. Yes. Get ready. Uh, should we do this? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Girl, tell the people what we're talking about today. Behind the curve. It's a documentary about <laughs> flat earthers. <laughs> And I watched it a lot of times for you. I know. I Listen, I watched it the same amount of times. Tell the people why this is true crime. It's a crime against science. It's just dangerous. We'll get into why it's dangerous, but it's very, very dangerous to think this way. First time I ever heard about flat earthers was, I think, when I was in space last. I can't believe I'm talking about this. I was well-versed in just about every conspiracy you can think of. Chemtrails. 9-11. Did you know they made up dinosaurs? I completely solved the JFK assassination, which I'll share with you a different day. And then Mark said that he was a member of the Flat Earth Society. And I said, oh, Mark, what are you on to now? This. This is what it is. Excuse me. Anyone ever told you the Earth is flat? I caught his smile and he wasn't buying it. Nobody wants to admit that they've been fooled, but it's happened to every one of us. If you look on Google Trends, it's like spike. There's now flat earth dating sites. I mean, we've got songs. Why is it expanding the way it is? Right. If you get online, you'll see so-called evidence that seems scientific, and you go, huh, maybe they're onto something there. Science is having a problem combating what we're doing because they don't know how to address it. I want to believe this. This doesn't mesh with reality, so don't change my view. Change reality. Now we're doing an international conference. It's okay to believe all this is really happening. At a conference, we want to prove there's no curvature. And if we can do that, it's game over. Can we get to the point where it's acceptable? Here's the 
thing. This movie opens with some guy on the beach telling you, like, this is what you think is happening. Right, and then describes what's happening. Uh-huh, like, what is actually happening. Right, like what NASA, the whole thing. Right. <laughs> you think you're in a globe spinning at 1,000 miles an hour. That globe is spinning around the sun at 60,000 plus miles an hour. That solar system is flying sideways through the galaxy at half a million miles an hour. And that galaxy is going through the rest of the universe at millions of miles an hour. And then he's like, what's really happening? In reality, you are actually in a giant planetarium slash terrarium slash soundstage slash Hollywood backlot that is so big that you and everyone you know and everyone you've ever known never figured it out. In a terrarium, <laughs> this person named Mark Sargent just ask him, he'll tell you, or he's wearing a shirt that says, I am Mark Sargent because bitch loves her attention. <laughs> He thinks we're all living in the Truman Show. Everything he says is bullshit. Like, right. whether it's about flat earth or not. Like, he lives with his mom, Patty. And here's the thing. Like, this comes up a little bit. I don't care if you still live with your parents. Oh, sure. I don't care about that. But it's weird that he, like, he won't say it out loud that, they, uh-huh. that he lives with her. Because he doesn't want to be like, yes, I'm a flat earther. Yes, I live with my mom. You know? Yeah. Listen, it'd be one thing if he was home taking care of his mother. Sure. He still gets an allowance. He's never not lived in that basement. All right, so what do we have? We're, We're just... having chicken noodle soup, iced applesauce, and some rolls. Homemade rolls? Homemade rolls and homemade jam. He's spoiled. Uh, I don't deserve you. Okay, here we go. So we're on the beach with Mark, right? And he's saying to us, like, you guys, science is so dumb. They don't even question our brilliance. And for example, that over there is Seattle. We should not be able to see that. And he draws the curvature of the Earth. He says curvature of the Earth. I know. So many times. You know what I'm going to say. What? Curvature of the Earth. That's my drag name. There she is. (laughs) How long did it take this time? Pretty early. The reason why we're winning versus science against science is science just throws math at us. Whereas we go and say, hey, by the way, there's Seattle. You can see it right now with your camera. That's it. A picture says a thousand words. He's like, science just throws math at us. I'm like, it sure does, girl. Yes, it does. <laughs> it absolutely does. That's right. Yes, that's what it does. Uh-huh. What's that's the problem? <laughs> he also has this moment where he like he's holding a globe and he's like, why do you think this is what the world looks like? He goes, what do you have, a spaceship? And I'm like, yes! <laughs> Actually, yeah. I know. And he even says, he's like, look, I love me some conspiracy theories. Like, he admits that he's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. I was well-versed in just about every conspiracy you can think of. I had heard about every conspiracy. Flat Earth was the last book on the shelf. But when you get bored enough with normal conspiracies, you're looking for something new. There was a certain novelty to it. They do this great animation about like all the other conspiracy theories he was obsessed I with. I love the animation in this movie. Listen, one is about the Denver airport. Uh, what, what, Did what you is give that? it a goo? I didn't give it a goo, but it totally caught my eye this so morning. So I looked it up. Apparently they spent way more money on the Denver airport than it should have cost to make. Uh-huh. And there's all these different ideas about like, un- there's like a whole underground bunker where things are going what? on and that like the Illuminati was involved in it. It's weird. I don't know why the Denver airport is so conspiratorial. I don't either. I'm worried for you with how excited you are talking about it. <laughs> I love this stuff so much. I, I hear it and I can see it's a little. I know. It's a little Mark Sargent. It is. And I didn't want to say it. it. Took the words out of my mouth. 
math. I was like, I can't be mean. So then, like, he becomes a flat earther because he's looking for the latest conspiracy theory to be involved in. Yeah. Then he's like, well, you know how everyone comes to flat earth. They try to debunk it, and then they realize they can. It's like, that's not true. Right. Uh, so then he makes this series of videos on YouTube called Flat Earth Clues. He has 22 of them. I know. I Have you ever gotten lost in a YouTube vortex of, like, the 10 weirdest disappearances that have I've no answer? I'm human, aren't I? I? If I found Mark Sargent's videos at 2 in the morning before this documentary came out, I'd be like, maybe the Earth is flat. Patrick? Well, he's very easy to find because he has that fake verified check. Right. He just puts the, the like the green emoji check yeah. on, in all of his videos, which makes me crazy for some reason. It's, like well, I, I get irrationally <laughs> bothered by that, and I shouldn't care about any of this at all. But it makes me like, how dare you? YouTube, someone call Lady YouTube I know. and tell her what this person's doing. He's lying. So his big thing, the big thing that sort of like made me put the movie on pause for the 15th time and give another goog uh-huh. was like his first video about how there are no direct flights from anywhere in the Southern Hemisphere. And he pulls up this live flight map, which apparently is a thing that exists. Sure. You can, like, watch actual flights in real time. And there's so many of them. So I spend day after day looking at the Plane Finder global map. I need to watch a few as they cross either the South Pacific or Indian Oceans. For the first 30, 45 days, I was just holding my breath. I wait for an ocean plane. And I wait. And I wait. And I wait some more. Hours pass. Days pass and no red planes to entertain me. In the video that he made, you're like staring at it and there really are no airplanes over the the South Pacific or the Indian Ocean. Uh, The magic of editing, (laughs) my dear friend. So then we start meeting all of these people on the other side. Like the real scientists. Yes, that's that's a, (laughs) yes. The first one we meet is Hadalore Girling Dunsmore. Okay, hang on. We got to take a pause here for a second because Uh I was super grumpy the first time I watched this when I took my notes. Grumpiest <laughs> grumpy cat pants. I was super grumpy, and I saw I saw her name, and I was like, "What the fuck name is this?" Yeah. What the hell kind of Harry Potter bullshit? I was not in the mood for her name. I can't even. What is it? Hadalor Girling Dunsmore. First of her name, protector of science. <laughs> not here for your shit. I first heard of people thinking that the Earth was flat, you know, in elementary school, but in the context of history, I think it was in the last couple years that I heard that people are still believing this and making a lot of videos on it. So I started watching them because I was curious and it's uh, it's something. She's horrified by this. <laughs> she, she is horrified, but at the same time, she's like only taking it so seriously. Right, she's like, wait, what? Because what she does is she goes to that flight tracker website. <laughs> right. She like watches <laughs> the video that Mark Sargent made with yeah. the flight tracker, then goes to it and she's like, First of all, there are 1,500 planes on her screen and two on Mark's screen. And she's like, hey. And she's like doing this, hey, buddy, where are you going? (laughs) Going to the Southern Hemisphere? How interesting. Cool. Yeah, what's this this guy doing? Seems to be going south. Where are you going, buddy? Where are you going, friend? Yeah, where's that coming from, if not the Southern Hemisphere? This is a very easy test to perform. But that's the thing. Like, she's not getting enraged about it. Correct. And all of these people are. Like, we meet these doctors of psychiatry and more physicists and then Tim Urban, the adorable science writer. You guys, this this Tim Urban is going to get a lot of airtime from us because he's so cute. And they all come at this with, like, this fascination and compassion and kind of like, yeah, they're not mean (laughs) about it. They don't call them stupid idiots. They're just like, these people are missing something in their lives. They're hanging on to the flat earth thing and let me tell you why it's dangerous Uh, right and they are these scientists are much nicer than they need to be so now 
all of a sudden we start hearing a little pip pip pop of a, of a ping pong ball being hit off a mallet. This kid is doing this while at the same time reciting the states of the United States in alphabetical order. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine. And then he does the periodic table of elements. Right. Which is like, so do you believe in science or not? <laughs> right. <laughs> Titanium, vanadium, chromium, manganese, iron, cobalt, nickel, copper, zinc. His name is Nathan Thompson. He's very problematic. You got, They call him the evangelist. Right. He, all, just out of nowhere, is Talk, he's telling us about how he started doing like a brain power program five years ago. About 14 months ago, my brain coach, Michael Lavery, said, Nathan, you got to look into flat earth. And then the more I researched it, and then I found out that it's actually the, the biblical cosmology is a geocentric cosmology. Then I realized why they're hiding the truth. It's because they don't want anyone to know anything. They want people dumb, blind, deaf to the truth, so they can inject you with their vaccines and their public schooling and this heliocentric model, which is basically for sun worship. He is so horrifying to me. Uh huh. Uh huh. I just like disagree with everything he stands for. Yeah. And he personally offends me. <laughs> he's. He, he, you can just tell within one second of looking at him that he's incredibly aggressive. It's super antagonistic. Well, and then we. He's. He brags about that. He's like, I got kicked out of like ten hundred Facebook groups. Yeah. They show us a camera phone video of him accosting a NASA employee at Starbucks. So I actually ran into a NASA employee at Starbucks. Asked him why NASA means deceive in Hebrew. Technically, it's the word nashah, but it sounds so similar. You you hate Americans? Is that it? Excuse me? Yeah. How the hell did you get that? Well, I just got kicked out of Starbucks for asking NASA employee questions. And he also has a whole speech about how, like, the trans movement is all part of this, turning men into women and women into men. And this is where you realize how problematic this is. It's right. like, this would be fine and adorable if they were, like, nice kids in a basement somewhere, being weird, smelling gross, right. eating, like, shit bad food. Funyuns. But 100% Funyuns. Funyuns and Mountain Dew. 100%! <laughs> yeah. And they were just, like, talking about Flat Earth. Fine. But right. when all of a sudden, now they're wrapping it into anti-vaccine, they're talking about the trans community, this is where you're like, oh, this shit is actually dangerous and we can't allow this. Right, because our scientist friends are like, it doesn't stop at Flat Earth. Right. Because if you believe that conspiracy, you also have to believe so many others to make that one work. Right. But, like, this is a person who, like, nobody is safe. Uh If you're on the street, Uh then he's going to talk to you and, like, that's his right. Right. That's how he feels. He's, like, proselytizing. Right. Excuse me. Can I ask you a question? Anyone ever told you the Earth is flat? I just feel like I have an obligation to tell people... You don't live on a spinning ball. I've been telling him for years you didn't come from monkeys. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I run the largest flat earth group in the world. We're actually filming a documentary about it, so that's how it's done right there. I, I honestly could not get over the fact that this kid thinks this documentary is about him. Of, of course he does. It's unbelievable. And the thing is, like, this is the beginning of the shade. Yeah, I, I, yep, my, one of my other favorite moments. Because he's like, look, we don't all wear tinfoil hats and, like, live in our mom's basement, okay? Right. <laughs> Cut to Mark Sargent. <laughs> it just cuts to Mark sitting in his mother's house, and it's just like, oh, my God, you guys. Mark Sargent says at some point. A lot of people realize that if you're a flat earther, you can only date flat earthers once you get into it because it's too much of a paradigm shift so there's now flat earth dating sites popping up but they're not dating sites they're facebook groups you guys there's none of these guys are going on dates none of them none of them no none of these guys are going on dates nope not even mark Sargent. no (laughs) especially not mark Sargent. okay we meet patricia Steele. whoa (laughs) first of all 
all, she looks very cool. She looks like she lives in a cool house. She's got like red hair. She's sitting in front of like a microphone. She's got a jukebox in the corner. At first you think like, is she just a normal cool person uh-huh. who's on our side of Right? Is she going to be like the voice of reason in all of this? No. 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 <laughs> and she's like showing us around her house and this woman's a big, she's a character. Oh my gosh, I love cats. I don't know why I love them so much. They're beautiful and delicate and selective. I have a bunch of conspiracy books, a little vegan section. I have some books that are written by flat earthers, actually. Le Flat Earth. It's all the varying memes about flat earth. You guys, I don't want to talk about someone's looks. like. And not that it matters. She's pretty. She's attractive. Right. But it's hard for me to hear someone not believe in science. Uh-huh. But so obviously have a plastic surgeon. Right. <laughs> and I just don't understand, like, you can't just, the, the, the reason I'm saying it is, like, these people just pick and choose what they want. Yeah. What they want to believe of this conspiracy. And that's like, wait, it's like, if you're going to do it, then do it. But you that's know how I mean? this shit works. You know what I mean? Yeah. The other thing that, I, that I'm curious about her, because she drives a Mercedes, she's got a really nice house. What is her job? Is she monetizing those YouTube videos? She, I mean, she doesn't have that many subscribers. And also, like, Mark Sargent, what's his job? That weird guy, Nathan, with the ping pongs? And like the and the and the aggression. Uh-huh. What's his job? Does he make appearance fees? I don't know. If I have to live in a round world where Mark Sargent <laughs> is being paid to talk about this shit, I can't. I know. <laughs> I won't do it. She, so Patricia Steer has this youth, this like successful air quotes yeah. YouTube series called Flat Earth and Other Hot Potatoes. And whatever, her and Mark become friends because Mark is like a well known person in this world, and she gets him on her show, and they become friends. And then all of a sudden, we're like, there's like some weird romantic spark that we have to hear about for five minutes. Well, no, Mark is in love with her. Right. She's his ideal woman because she's pretty and likes flat earth right. <laughs> she I'm sorry really likes the attention uh-huh. and she says some things leading him on in this where I'm just like you know that he's like literally drooling over you right now I could see the drool in his mouth yeah here's my other thing I think Patricia's kind of a cool person like I, I mean I think that again if I met her at a bar and I didn't know that she was into flat earth I would totally be friends with her she doesn't believe the Boston bombing happened because she didn't see it with her real eyes I know, I you still want to hang out with her <laughs> She doesn't believe it. Ha- like, that's so dangerous. I know. I know. But here, here's here's an example of how she's leading him on totally. Yeah. In front of everybody. Because they're doing this, like, YouTube thing where it's like a live video or whatever right. that they're doing. And she's reading all the comments. Oh, yeah. And she reads this comment where someone's like, Bro Sanchez says, y'all make a good couple. Quit playing. LOL. <laughs> no, no, no. We, well, we're, look, there's a reason why we've done the show as many times as we have. Exactly. We are a couple, a couple of friends. We are a couple, a couple of friends. And you could just hear, like, the heart breaking. Like, <laughs> Patricia. You know, she did her due diligence. Like, she literally went to Seattle to, like, spend time with him. To she see calls she... it a go-see. I know. Listen, I get it. Do it. You know what I mean? Like, I- I'm all about that. She was at one point talking about buying a house in Seattle to be near him. And I think she got there, saw the mom's basement, and was like, ah! Yeah, yeah. In her Mercedes. Her Mercedes <laughs> rental. Even when she rents cars, it's a Mercedes. But then there's this story where, like... <laughs> I agree with you. If you have a spark online, you have to see if it works in person. A zillion, zillion yeah, percent. Yeah. But then there's this thing where like, she didn't move to Seattle because she moved to London with some other guy for right. one year. And she's like, I ignored many red flags. I was she, like, oh, so so you don't know what reality is right. in your relationship. I also love that she like sent her cats all the way to the UK and then had to send the cats back. And Mark is very concerned about how much that costs. How much cost to transfer cats to another country? A lot. I know you love cats, but get different cats. And I'm like, so now you're like into animal <laughs> abandonment too? Just Where does it end? 
God, this guy sucks. So this is where we, okay, we're back to the scientists. And this is where we learn about imposter syndrome and the, the difference between imposter syndrome and what I'm calling the Kerrigan-Harding effect. It's really Dunning-Kruger if you guys want to give it a goog. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. But I have it. The Dunning-Kruger effect is a psychological uh, finding that people who don't have uh, knowledge or expertise about something tend to have a false confidence that they are in fact very knowledgeable about something. If you get online, you'll see pages and pages of so-called evidence that seems scientific, right? Here's an equation, here's a diagram, and you go, huh, you know, maybe they're onto something there. Then I feel like that's just as good as an opinion of a physicist or a consensus of, you know, 20 physicists. The Dunning-Kruger effect is 100% me. Patrick. I, I know. I, I'm never going to, like, join a group or, like, tell my child about it. But, like, I, I am that guy who will watch, like, three YouTube videos on something at 2 in the morning and be like, oh, that's definitely what happened. And then tell everyone about it for the next week, and then you'll forget about it and go on to something else. Right. I'm not going to, like, make a podcast about it. Right. Like, and even at the very beginning, we see Scott Kelly, who's an actual astronaut who, like, goes up into space Oh, regularly, yeah, yeah. And he's, like... The first time I heard about Flat Earth, where, oh yeah, no, I was in space. Right. <laughs> and it's like, and then he goes, I can't even believe I'm saying this. Right. Like, you can, YouTube videos aside, it's just like, the dude was in space. Right. Staring at the globe of the Earth, right. hearing about people, like, telling him what is right in front of his eyes is not true. Like, they're gaslighting you. So now we meet this guy, Bob, I don't know how to say his last name. Canodal. No, how do you no, say? Nodel. Is I it think. a silent, a silent K? I think it might be. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's Canodal. <laughs> I work for Denver International Airport as a consultant. I work for several of the city governments. I'm a forensic consultant for the Denver Police Department. Um, I do the town of Lyman's entire IT. Like a forensic consultant? Like that, what are you saying? But he calls himself a scientist because he and this other guy have this, like, what they're calling this group of scientists that have come together to perform experiments to, like, disprove the round earth theory. Right. And then apparently there's all this infighting in the world of flat earth about whether there's a dome over the earth or not. Right. <laughs> so, like, they think that the sun and the moon are just, like, like big Hollywood lights. I know. <laughs> My thing is that this is so provable. Get on a boat, go to the go to the edge of the dome, right. and show it to me. Well, they'll always have a reason. No, see, you can't. Right. Because they've made it so that uh-huh, have, uh-huh. there's always yeah. a, a stupid, ridiculous, like, funny you should. I knew you were going to ask that, and they can't. And here's why. And it's like, what are you saying? Just go find the dome. Uh, okay, so now we meet this guy, Matt Boylan. Who goes by Math Powerland? You know what I'm going to say. Don't say it, Patrick, <laughs> he's please. So cute. <laughs> oh. He's just this like really angry blonde guy. And apparently, he came, he apparently he was like the first person to ever suggest that the earth was flat. Says him. I stumbled across a video by Matt Boylan, and he was the contract artist for NASA. I guess this is a photo of the Hubble telescope taking a picture of itself. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And at a high-level NASA party out in the Hamptons, they told him the GPS system doesn't work out in Antarctica because the world's flat. And uh, my superior had quite a weird smirk on his face. He was watching me to see how I would take all this. This guy is so full of shit. Yeah. And it's very scary and it's very sad. This uh-huh. person hears voices in his head, I'm sure of it. Yes. He has these delusions of horror. Like, he is not well. And he's absolutely full of rage. He is so mad. So he's so mad. Mark is talking. Yeah, and he's mad because Mark is more famous in the flat earth world than he is. Right. But 
he won't say that. So right. what he's saying is that Mark Sargent is like a CIA operative <laughs> government agent. Mark Sargent is uh, what I always thought. He's been sent in in kind of an intelligence fashion working with Hollywood. But Mark Sargent's not Mark Sargent. It's Warner Brothers, you idiots. And I told you. Warner Brothers has a deal with the Pentagon, the CIA. You idiots! And I'm like, oh my God. Now, here's the thing. I need to talk to you about this person. Okay. Behind him. Who is that woman texting behind him? <laughs> at like the craft store. First of all, it looks like he's in an abandoned warehouse. Right, yes. And it has one of those like single light bulbs on a string. Yes. Like it's so creepy and weird. And she's standing there and she's behind him texting with her head down and she's wearing like a baseball cap. Yep. And she's near just like a bunch of like half, half empty glasses of wine. Wine yeah. and all this, and she's directly behind him, and she doesn't look up, and he's screaming, he's screaming. at the top of his lungs yeah. about Warner Brothers and calling his own YouTube viewers idiots. I know, and she is just walking around texting. She comes back. I can't. I'm, who? She's the babushka lady to I, me. <laughs> also, you guys, when they so the filmmakers obviously asked him to be in the movie. Oh, of course, he had some terms. Yeah, you want to go term for term? Because yeah. I, I, we both wrote it all down, right? Yeah, this was on screen text, you guys. Yeah, he wanted five thousand dollars, twelve percent of all the profits. Creative control. He wanted to be featured in 25 to 50% of the film. And he wanted the filmmakers to support his unverified claim that Mark Sargent is secretly a Warner Brothers executive using an alias. And then the more shade from the filmmakers is just like a title card that comes up that says we were unable to meet his demands. Hero. Hero Bell. (laughs) So we're back to Patricia Steer. Oh, this is one of my favorite twists. She is also like a victim of conspiracy theories. Exactly. Within the community. And also, I'm saying this not as a joke, it's mostly because she's a woman. 100%. These insecure men cannot handle the fact that like a pretty determined, very capable, smart, successful woman in this field, if you even want to call it that, (laughs) is is here. Right. Started off with me being called a shill, uh, as if I'm doing this for money, and then I was called a flat earth honeypot to bring men into flat earth and then steer them the wrong way because my last name is Steer. She's like, because my last name is Steer. Isn't that ridiculous? I'm like, almost as ridiculous <laughs> as all of your conspiracy bullshit. But then she says that the, the most recent one is that people are saying that she's transgender, uh-huh. which is honestly just transphobic. Like, it's it's so stupid. It's just transphobia. Yeah, it's meant to be a negative thing. Right, it's so right, stupid. right. Exactly. And she has this one moment of clarity where she's like, anybody can believe whatever they want to believe about me, but I wonder if in their hearts, people who do that know they're lying. Or are they so conspiratorial that they actually believe it? Then it makes me worry about maybe things I believe in. Am I like another version of them? But I know I'm not. I was like, ma'am, I know. do you hear yourself? I know. Do you hear yourself? She's like, oh, you know, they, they say I'm a reptilian and they can see my eyes shapeshift. You know, I actually looked straight at her eyes when she said that. I know, that. me too. And I was like, what was that? What was that flicker? And she's like, you know, I've shown people my birth certificate because they think Patricia, her the last letters are CIA, so she's right. working for the CIA. And she's like, all of this is provable. And I'm like, just like how the earth is round. <laughs> I cannot believe she's saying this. I know. I want to know how she became a flat earther. Yeah. You know, I want to know, like, what's her, I'm way more interested in her than Mark. What's yeah. her backstory? Yeah. So now, now we meet this guy, Jerron Campanella. Yeah, he's known as the experimenter. He's another YouTuber. So remember the guy who like claimed to be a scientist? The yeah, guy not Canodal. Bob, can- not Canodal. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he and this guy started a show together called Globebusters, and basically the whole point of their show is to like conduct experiments to prove that the Earth is 
flat. Which, by the way, you guys, spoiler alert, never works. Every time, it, no. every time they did, they completely prove the opposite thing. And so these two guys are talking. I'm, I'm trying so hard to not call them idiots because I'm, I'm sure they're very nice. I know. But these two guys, Bob Canodal. <laughs> This other guy, they're saying if, if the Earth is actually a globe that rotates on an axis as quickly as as science says that it does, using a piece of equipment, we should be able to detect a 15 degree turn every hour. Right. So they're using a laser to do this. A to, gyroscope, you guys. Right. And Tim Urban, again, I told you guys, he was going to get a lot of airtime and he does. <laughs> he's a little cute little journalist who'd be like the best Bach in the national tour of Wicked. Yeah. And he loves it. He's like, I could watch this for hours. I know. He's fascinated by this. <laughs> and he sits there. So he hears about this experiment and he sits there. And they, we see him do the math in his head. That's a cool experiment, actually, just in general. It's interesting. So I'm trying to think of this, you know, a laser is just going straight. Uh, yeah, that's... They're in trouble here. These two flat earthers have the correct math and they have the actual piece of equipment to prove it. So one of two things is going to happen. They're going to do this experiment and we're not going to see this 15 degree turn and then they're going to be right. The earth is flat. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to do they're going to do this experiment. We're going to see that 50 degree turn and they're going to be wrong. The earth is round and is rotating. They go out and they do the test. They are convinced that they're not going to see this 15 degree turn. They open the little can and they're like, oh. oh. We found that we were picking up a drift a 15 degree per hour drift now (laughs) obviously we were taken aback by that wow that's kind of a a problem (laughs) right and so what we get here is this whole idea of confirmation bias that if you believe something all you're going to do is find the evidence that supports the thing that you believe right so even though they just proved the earth is round they're going to like completely discount that and they're going to go find the evidence to back up their stupid belief but the best part about this is we see this guy Uh canodal we see him at a bar at like a meetup and i don't know if he doesn't know that he's mike this is crazy i know i don't know if he doesn't i don't know what he's speaking freely with this guy about, yeah, these results are not good for us. We want to help prove there's no curvature. And if we can do that, it's game over. But the rotation is not looking good at this point. (laughs) We don't want to blow this, you know? Right, right. We've got $20,000 in this freaking gyro. But yeah, if we we dumped what we we found right now, we would be... It'd be bad. So what I just told you is confidential. Okay, I won't say. And he's like, that's confidential information. Don't tell anyone. Meanwhile, the camera's like, zoom, (laughs) zoom, zoom. Like, what? I know. It's so fucking weird. So now we're back to Mark and Patricia, and he's now in Houston. Like, they're hanging out, like, watching movies and popcorn in the dark. Uh And it's like, Patricia. I know. You need to stop this. I know. What they do is they have this little fun date night thing they do where they go to science museums and live stream it and make fun of it all. You guys, this is maybe my favorite part of the whole movie. This is my favorite shade part for sure. (laughs) So they're going to the Dallas Space Center and they're going to do a live stream. The thing about it too is that like Mark nor Patricia are mean-spirited people. They're not good at being shady and mean and nasty. So they're going to like do this live stream where they're going to be making fun of it, but they're just like not good at it because they don't really know how to like pull that off. Right. And they're also just so wrong like they just sound like these know-it-alls but they don't know anything they don't know any of the science so rather than getting in there and like reading stuff and then making fun of the science all they're doing is trying to walk around and find equipment that isn't working right so they find this simulator and mark goes and sits down in this simulator and he's like 
on the screen, it's like giving him directions. It's and, like the screen above him. So he's like leaning back, like yeah. he's like in the astro- in the in the spaceship that he doesn't think exists. Right. And he's like pressing up on the screen in front of him. Right. Like, like right above him. Which is what he thinks the screen is telling him to do. And then he's just like he gets a little frustrated. Then he starts making fun of like how it doesn't work and how it's broken and how like ridiculous it all is. Start. Start. Yeah. So this isn't working. It's not even working. So there's a broken watch on one of the astronauts. There's this broken. Yeah, this is broken. It the costs, Orion simulator is broken. It costs about $30 to get in per person, give or take. Everything, Everything is so run down. Everything's worn. Everything is kind of broken. Patricia's like, it's dirty in here. Nothing works. Whatever. The two of them walk away. Oh, my God. The camera pans over right next to where Mark was sitting with this big green flashing button right. that says start. Right. He, yeah, they were saying, push the button that's right next to you. Right. And he was just hitting the screen. And you hear it. He's like, it's not working. This is such trash, isn't it? And meanwhile, as they walk away, you can like hear them in the distance yeah. making fun of it. And we just hang on this start button for a good like 15 seconds it feels and I was just like this is my give them all the awards why don't they have a Pulitzer Prize for this this is amazing but it's also like where is the Catherine O'Hara Eugene Levy parody of this oh where is it and Shit's Creek is ending I know I know which we is need it. heartbreaking but now they're free <laughs> now we have this like conversation with Patricia and Mark where the filmmaker asked them essentially are you guys celebrities and Patricia cool as a cucumber is like no we're not celebrities we're just people who do this thing that we really believe in and then Mark gives his answer but his like response to her response he, he's like laughing at her is so obnoxious yeah. I don't think that we're celebrities I think that people who are looking into flat earth want to get away from that culture <laughs> no it's good no no it's a safe answer I'm going to take it a little different direction I don't think I'm a celebrity but yet when I go do public functions I run into people that do the deer in the headlights. She's just staring at me. And I go, what? She goes, you're Mark Sargent. I go, yeah. She goes, I didn't know. That kind of tells me everything I need to know about this guy. He cares so much about being recognized that he wears a t-shirt with his own goddamn name on it. Right. And he says these things where it's like, dude, it's just not, that's not true. Right. Like, he's just like, you know, I go into chat rooms and they're like, oh my God, Mark Sargent's here. And I'm like, all right, everyone, just be cool. I know. No one gives a fuck. No. You're in a chat room about Flat Earth. Like, <laughs> And then this whole thing ends with like, like the, his trip is ending and he's just like staring at her like a puppy dog. Like, I don't want to go. It's very sad. And then she's like, yeah, well, we're a couple of friends. And then he looks, I don't know if you caught this, Mark just like meets eyes with the camera and then looks away and he's so dejected. It's horrible. People, please don't lead other people on when you know that they're in love with you. It's not a nice thing to do. So remember this was like in 2016, I think it was, there was like that big eclipse. Yes. And there was like places on the planet where you could like go and really see the eclipse. And people planned it for years Uh, because the math told us when it was going to happen because science. So people were camping out and going to Portland or wherever it is for these big fields and like buying all these tickets. It was a really, really, really big deal. It was a huge deal. And Mark is saying like, well, where we live in Seattle or whatever, we can see 93% of it. To get that extra 7%, we got to drive three hours and face a mob of Woodstock proportions. Is that worth it? No, not in my opinion, but we're going to be representing and putting the focus. All we have to do is get the attention of people. I don't know why he needs to see this eclipse, but in his brain, he's looking up at the dome uh-huh. and they're like, you know, Hollywood is going to be moving a dark object in front of the light that we all think is the sun. Right. So Mark goes to wherever all these people are flocking to to see this eclipse. Uh-huh. And the look on his face, this is when it's like, girl, 
you don't fully believe it. Right. There's that voice because it is so, like, majestic. Yeah, the eclipse happens and it's unbelievable. Even watching it on video, it's unbelievable to watch. And his face, he's in awe of it. Yeah. Here it comes. Totally worth it. Worth it. (laughs) Worth every second of it. So glad I'm there. He was there. And he went because he was interested. Of course. There's a part of him that wanted to be there. Yeah. Because it's an amazing thing that happened in this crazy world. Look, when I was a kid, I used to be like, am I going to get dizzy? Like, is the earth going to slow down one day and I'll feel it? Right. It's crazy to me how it all works. Yeah. But I believe it because it's true. In in that beginning part where he's talking about, like, how quickly the earth is spinning in this galaxy, in this universe. Like, you guys, right now. You guys, right now. Right this minute. We are hurtling through space. It's amazing. We are going 10 billion miles an hour, all of us. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy and true. Patrick just discovered science, you guys. Yeah. Hero Bell, <laughs> welcome. It's fun here. You guys, just real quickly, we're in Pasadena, California, and there's like a flat earth meetup that Mark like goes because he wants to be a celebrity. Right. And it's this weird part of the movie where at the same time, down the block, there's like a weekly meetup of astrophysicists at this bar. With our friend Hanalore. She's there. Hanalore's there. It's like this young, they're like young, cool, hip astrophysicists or whatever. And, you know, each week, I guess, like a couple get up to give a speech, and this one guy gives up to give a speech, and he's talking about... Let's talk about Flat Earth for a minute, since these weirdos are down the street having their meetup. Right. And he's saying, look, we, it doesn't serve us to call them stupid. It doesn't serve us to call them idiots. Flat Earthers, anti-vaxxers, when we leave people behind, we leave bright minds to mutate and stagnate. These folks are potential scientists gone completely wrong. Their natural inquisitive and rejection of norms could be beneficial to science if they were more scientifically literate. So every Flat Earther shouldn't be held with the contempt, but serve as a reminder of a scientist that could have been, someone that fell through the cracks. And we as ambassadors of science are called upon to do more, right? These are people who really, some of them, like I would say Mark and I would say Patricia, care about science. They're interested in science. They are just misguided. Right. And I thought that was kind of cool. I was a little bit like, why are you apologizing for them? But he, I don't think he's apologizing. I think he's saying, like, we're not going to get anywhere with these people if we come at it in a combative way. And they're like, here's how. It's like you get more bees with honey kind of thing. Right, like, yeah. just be nice and listen, maybe. Exactly. Because we end up at this Flat Earth conference. So this is what the like whole. Convention. Yeah, the whole thing. That hot, that hot blonde guy who's, like, completely mentally unstable. Math. Not welcome. How is your name math? How do you. How <laughs> You're like moniker math, but you don't believe in it. I don't. (laughs) So this is the whole thing. Mark could not be more excited. He's giving the keynote speech. Yeah. But so the thing about this conference that really stuck out to me, it's that these people are very isolated. So there's like the Mark Sargents of the world who are very and that guy, Nathan, who's super aggressive. There's that side of it. But then you see these people speaking at this conference, and they're really lonely, and they found their tribe to them. Uh-huh. I think some of them are just like, why? Well, it's just Flat Earth. And that's what's the most dangerous, because yeah. you have these very vulnerable people, and the Mark Sargent saying, but it's not just Flat Earth. Uh-huh. And then they're like, well, these are my friends, and it's just like, and here we go. Yeah. Because some of them seem very sweet. 100%. And then, you know, we see all these different people are, like, making their speeches, and then Mark, Mark gets up there to make the keynote address. He's taking questions from the audience and this little kid He's 12. I can't. 12 years old gets up. You go. Um, I was wondering how high do you think the dome is? 
How old are you? Twelve. <laughs> Good for you. First of all, he the kid asks a question that Mark never answers, which is how high is the dome? He never answers anything. Instead of answering the question, he's just like going back and forth with this kid about how old he is and how he got there. Thank you, by the way, and thank you for coming. Did you come here with your parents? Did you sneak out of school? How'd you get here? I came here with my parents. Right on. Where are your parents? Right over there. Thank you, guys. He never answers the question. You guys, how high is the dome? But the, more importantly... There are no more important questions than Angelian. These garbage parents took right, their yeah. kid out of school. They're probably unvaccinated child. To come here. Yeah. Like, it's so... That, again, it's just dangerous. Yeah. And Mark tells this story, and I don't even believe it, really, but, like, he got some letter about how this these people are saying, oh, my grandkids are, like, telling all their friends about Flat Earth, and they're, like, protesting in the science room. Right. You guys! I know. Where does it end? Even the flat earthers are saying, like, I'm divorced. Like, I don't speak to my family. Like, this is ruining their lives, too. So they can't give it up. Right, right. They've lost so much. Yes. What are they going to do? It's true. And and one of our scientist friends says to us, like... Say you lose faith in this thing. What then happens to my personal relationships? And what's the benefit of me of doing that? Will the mainstream people welcome me back? No, they couldn't care less. But have I now lost all my friends in this community? Yes. So suddenly you're doubly isolated. So they ask Mark, who's wearing like a light-up bow tie. I can't. I, um, I kind of like the light-up bow tie. And, but they, they have matching glasses too. It's like, I know you want attention. Like, yeah, I yeah. get it. And he's kind of, I'm like, what is he saying here? And through like the, his ramblings, he basically says like, I couldn't leave if I wanted to. And then he does this whole grandstanding thing where he's like, if I wanted to leave, they'd say, no, 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 Mark, you uh-huh, can't leave. You uh-huh. can't leave. And then it realizing what that statement means. Right. He's stuck no matter what. And the voice in his head's getting a little louder. Because you always said that you think that Mark doesn't, he's not all in on this. I think there's something that is always kind of like tapping him on the shoulder. Like, I mean, he went to go see the eclipse. Uh Uh-huh. He's uh interested in it. He likes it. Yeah. It's not a movie set, Mark. You know this. Totally. You know, and he just, but he can't, he keeps like suppressing that little voice. And I think it's, it's gone from, from a tap to a whisper. And now it's a little, it's getting a little louder by the day, I think. And what I think is dangerous about that is the louder that voice gets, the more he has to double down. A hundred percent. Yeah. Scary. It's an important point because there's no there's no room in this flat earth group for people who like are questioning or people yes. who are like rethinking their thoughts. Either you're with us or against us. 100%. That's how that's how the community appears. And they're taking all all these pictures with their art, their hands flat out like it's their peace sign. Right. <laughs> I just, I can't. And so we get like another another time where Mark doesn't answer the question. Yeah. Some journalist asks what you just asked. Like, why don't you just go to the end of the earth then? Why don't you just go, Mark? And just go. <laughs> yeah. Why not like raise the money and like do an exploration and find the edge of the earth? Oh, spoilers. <laughs> we have acquired funding. It was only a matter of time before we were going to get money. So now the experiments start ramping up. Like, answer the question. Like, he's so frustrating. Right, right. And he's like, we have acquired funding. No, you haven't. Uh-huh. And yeah, no, we're going to, we just can't say, why can't you say anything? Right. Why aren't you screaming about it and recruiting all these people? Like, why? Like, why? Because it doesn't, it's not real. Oh, exactly. So remember that show, The Globebusters Show? Uh-huh. So earlier in the documentary, we see that they're setting up for this one test. And it's kind of a smart test where they are taking, like, planks. The planks are, like, three quarters of a mile apart. And they drill a little hole. And the idea is that we're going to shine a light. We're going to line these planks up and we're going to 
prove to you when the laser goes from this board to that board, you know, a mile away, right. and it hits the board in exactly the same place. There's no curvature of the Earth, mm-hmm. and it's the Earth is flat. Right. So we started that. They did this experiment once, and it didn't work. And so now the movie ends with this same group of people doing this experiment again. And there's like 10 people, and they're being super scientific about it. If you're seeing through this hole, through the next hole, and seeing the light at the backboard or at 17 feet off the water. The Earth is flat. If he's holding it up at 23 feet high and we're seeing the light, well, that's because the Earth's curved. So I, I should only be able to see it when it's at 17 feet. If they have to lift the board up in order for the light beam to hit it, then there obviously is the curvature of the Earth. So the test starts and you hear the guy shining the light being like, uh, you're holding the board, right? I can't see it. Enrique, how high is your light? 17 feet. I mean, I, you know, it's his, um, there's, we don't see you, Enrique. And the guy goes, hold it up over your head. He, like, says, like, as he's saying it, he's proving himself wrong. Yeah. Lift up your, lift up your light way above your head. And the guy holds the board up over his head, and you just hear him go, there it is. And he goes, that's interesting. Interesting. (laughs) That's, uh, shit. And then it just goes to the credits, and you're just like, oh, what, what on earth? Literally, on the round earth. What on, what on the round earth? Come see us live June 29th at our Pride show. Tickets yes. are going really fast. It's the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. We're covering Stonewall Uprising, mm-hmm. the uh, the definitive documentary about the Stonewall riots. Yes. The day of the show, you guys, I'm doing four tours in the village. Anybody with a ticket is welcome to join us. We're going to get some quality time before the show. I'm going to show you all around the village, all my favorite spots, all my favorite spots from gay history, yep. from New York movie history, from New York TV show history. And everyone is welcome. Every, as long as you have bought a ticket to the show, you're welcome. We The week before the show, we're sending out signups. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an email list of everybody who bought tickets. All those people are going to get the signups, and then you're joining me on the tour. Yeah. You guys, don't forget to check out our Patreon if you want more of us. And who doesn't? And who doesn't? Get our episode-by-episode coverage of Lorena, Serial, The Staircase, The Jinx, Making a Murderer. Also, ad-free versions of these eps. Yeah, 10, uh, 10 bucks an episode, you get ad-free versions of these episodes. And you guys, at the $20 level, you get a little bonus thing every month. This month, we're, today, right now, we're mailing out the thing that the $20 level is getting this yeah. month. Yeah, ooh, I wonder what it is. <laughs> you get a little something in the mail sometimes. Sometimes you get a little video or a little bonus, like AMA, whatever. A little extra love. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. Uh, you guys, at the very, very end of this episode, after the palate cleanser, we're pulling the name out of the hat for yeah. the garbage bell. Oh, and the palate cleanser we decided like weeks ago. Define gravity. gravity. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Girl, what are we doing next? Upstairs Inferno. You guys, this documentary called The Upstairs Inferno, uh, it happened in New Orleans in 1973. It was a fire in a gay bar. It's really horrible. It killed 33 people. It's an unsolved arson. Uh, it's a fascinating story. It's a little piece of gay history for Gay Pride Month. Yeah. I couldn't be more excited to share that with you. Yeah, I, I learned a lot. Yeah. It's a great documentary. We've already recorded it. It's a mm. great episode. And we're going to New Orleans for CrimeCon and for our live show. So we're excited to like visit the actual place where it happened when we get there. Yeah, just a little, you know, pride, New Orleans. We got it all together totally. for you. Girl, where can they find us? You can go to our website, truecrimeobsessed.com, for promo codes and episodes and Patreon and all our events, our live events, all that good stuff. We are at True Crime Obsessed on the Twitter, at True Crime Obsessed Podcast on the Insta. And follow us on the Insta, you guys. I we we're up to like over thirty thousand Instagram That's followers. Ridiculous. I know. I do Insta stories every day. There's it's just fun. It's a fun place to come hang out with it's us. As ridiculous as thinking the earth is flat. <laughs> 
All right, you guys, stay tuned for the trailer for the Upstairs Inferno, our outtakes, and our palate cleanser. And after that, we are pulling the winner of our Garbage Bell. Yeah, the original. I Don't worry, we're getting another one. We're getting another one. It's yeah. not going anywhere. No, no, no. But stay tuned to the very, very end. <gasps> Carabelle. All right, we love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Thank you. The Upstairs was my safe haven. It was the one I, I loved most of all. It's the usual beer boss. Everybody's laughing and cutting up and talking, you know, and dancing. All of a sudden you heard people screaming from laughter to screaming. For years, it was the worst mass murder of gay and lesbians in American history. I could see the glow of the flames and all of a sudden the fire just ripped across the upstairs lounge. Bodies burned so bad that there was nothing left but the bones, and they were seared to the floor. I saw the, the reverend's body hanging halfway out the window. I knew him. I never got to grieve. On the street after the fire, it was like just chaos. This the smell of a burning building, the smell of burning flesh. And I just kept looking through the crowd, hoping to see Reggie and, and Adam. Everybody was trying to find out who had made it out, who had perished. I didn't just lose my lover, I lost 32 of my best friends, too. We were damaged emotionally. I'd try to sleep at night, I'd wake up with nightmares, I'd see those people burning. I kept expecting him to come through the door. I'd get up and fix breakfast and put, lay his clothes out for work and everything like he was going to get up and go to work. I don't think I ever felt loneliness in my life until that point. New Orleans has robbed me of my innocence, my childhood. And I'd, I'd tell God, I'd say, well, thank you. You saved my life. Thank you for not letting me burn up. And I'd say, but next time, just let me die. It shows what can happen through hate. Somebody was angry and full of hate, and they took it out on everybody in there. Sergeant, who again is always wearing a, a T-shirt that says "My name is Mark Sergeant." I, 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 something I'm adopting. Look for me at CrimeCon with a "I am Julian Pensavalli" T-shirt. Yeah, go to. Peddler's <laughs> <laughs> like they—they they might be handling your food. Like that's why she's like, "You go to the office. Is someone a flat earther? Is the person handling your food a flat earther?" <laughs> it's like, did they wash their hands? Irrelevant. Are they a flat earther? saying things and you're like what like Mark Sargent is taking us around his mom's house right. and showing he has flat earth everything clocks and his coffee table uh -huh. like, no, it's like we get it you're a flat earther right. like it's so annoying <laughs> could you imagine if I wore like a podcast necklace seriously a podcast like my, my mug is like a microphone ask me uh, ask me about podcasting right. on your shirt it's ridiculous <laughs> it's like it's it's just annoying no matter what your thing is right even if you were a rounder. Right. Or even if you were like... Is that a thing? I don't know. Are we rounders? I, I am now. Um, <laughs> I don't want to hear about it all the time. Right. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just... I can't. You need to have something else to talk about. So we're back to Mark's mom. And just for the record, she hasn't told a whole lot of people about this. <laughs> no. She didn't tell the bridge club, did she? No. <laughs> she did not. I hope you're happy. Now that you're choosing this. 
You too. I hope it brings you bliss. I really hope you get it. And you don't live to regret it. I hope you're happy in the end. I hope you're happy, my We're giving away the original garbage bag. Oh my goodness! Okay, are you ready? Reach into that okay. bag, you guys. Steve painstakingly. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I know Steve worked very hard on he this. He worked really. Hard. Steve, we appreciate I you. I know we love you, Bill. Okay. All right, pull one out. This one got? feels good. Okay. okay, read it, read it. <gasps> Ryan Air. Ooh, Ryan Air. Ooh. What is it? Is it, what, what do they have to say? Subject. Thank God I found you. <laughs> Girl, same. <laughs> Five stars, I, like so many others, love true crime and stumbled upon this gem of a podcast. Oh, Aww. my God. I mainly just love that Jillian and Patrick can finish each other's <gasps> sandwiches. <laughs> that and their yes. dial-up internet impression. Great show. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, does, is there is there a handle on there? Ryanair303. Is that Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Oh, my God, you guys. All right, Ryan, we're going to reach out to you. We're going to get this to you. Thank you so much for that amazing review. And um, I'm going to smooch it extra hard for you. The, you... the, the bell, that is. <laughs> Everybody who left us a five-star review, thank you so much. We are. Thank this you. is just the beginning of the contests. Yeah. Stick around for, like, we're just going to, the contests are going to be crazy for the rest of the year and going forward. The sky's forward. the limit. The we'll sky see what is happens. The limit, yeah. Uh, all right, you guys, that's it. We love you. Yes, we love you. Thank you for listening and hanging out with us. And congrats to our Garbage Bell winner. Yes. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye.